Assalamu alaikum dear listeners and welcome to CIC's podcast channel. In this series, Sheikh Akram will explore the profound teachings of Imam Nawawi, one of the most revered Islamic scholars of our time. His collection of 40 hadith encompasses a treasure trove of guidance and timeless wisdom. So get ready to be inspired and motivated. Okay, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. The hadith number nine. Al-hadith al-tasi'ah. An Abi Hurayta ar-Allahu ta'ala anu abdurrahman min sakhri ta'allahu anu qala sami'atu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam yaqul ما نهيتكم عنه فاجتنبوه وما أمرتكم به فأتوا منه ما استطعتم فإنما أهلك الذين من قبلكم كثرة مسائلهم واختلافهم على أنبيائهم أبو هريرة الله تعالى is one of the companions who basically narrated most of the hadith and narration it is not that he knew the most of the hadith you know there are companions who knew hadith more than him لك أبو كالصديق الله تعالى عمر فاروق الخلفاء الراشدون even عبد الله بن عمر بن عاصد الله تعالى عنهما أبو هريرة مستفسر رضي الله تعالى عنه that nobody you know, narrated either many hadith either me, except Abdullah ibn Amr ibn As, because he used to write and I did not write. So, but you know, whatever, because he lived for a long life, so that's why his narration has become more than other people. Those companions who died earlier, their narrations are less than Abu Hurairah And most of the hadith that Abu Hurairah narrates, he is supported in all those hadith by other companions. So many hadith is supported by by by. Umar in some hadith is supported by Abdullah ibn Umar in some hadith is supported by Abdullah ibn Amr ibn As in some hadith by Abu Sayyid al-Khudri in many many hadith by Aisha any hadith that he narrates not in all hadith alone he supports actually some people say there are only seven hadith where Abu Hurairah alone not you know he's alone in every single hadith so anyway so he's one of the major narrators of the hadith and he's very great, great faqih and jurist and sometime even he was appointed as governor of Medina uh, in alternation with Marwan ibn Hakam, when Muawiyah was Khalifa, so sometimes he used to appoint Marwan as a governor, and sometimes Muawiyah is the governor of the city of Medina. So he is the mufti of the city of Medina, he is governor of the city of Medina, and faqih and jurist, and well respected. So he narrates from the Prophet, whatever I forbid you from, you should avoid that. Anything that Allah, the Messenger, said don't do, people should avoid that. And whatever I command you, do from it as much as you can do. Because, you know, the, all the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger, you know, it is not that people can do easily all of them. But as much as they can do. Because Allah and his messenger, they never command people something which they are unable to do. Allah's way always is to command people before commanding to enable them, to give, to make them able. While you can say tyrant people, tyrant kings, they enjoy to command people something which they cannot do. You can see tyrants always will command you to do something which you cannot do because they enjoy that. But Allah and his messenger, they never will command people to do something which people are unable to do. So this actually in the Quran, like only for Allah, nafsan illa usaha. So people have been commanded only to do whatever they can do easily. That's why whenever any command of Allah comes and his messenger, and you think that you are not able to do, it does not mean that command actually are beyond your, your power. No, it basically meaning is that we have we are not serious. And for example, like the command for the prayer, in Aisha prayer or Fajr prayer, many people will say in the summer, it is very difficult for us, we are unable to do the Fajr on the time because of work and this and that. But imagine really, if somebody gives you a lot of money to attend both prayers, will you not do? You will do that. So people do, people are able to do this. The only reason they don't take it seriously. So Allah and, uh, Allah and his messengers commands, they are easy for the people. There are some difficulty, but when you do properly, inshallah after a while they become beloved to you and difficulty will go. 
so allah the messenger says sallallahu alaihi wasallam whatever i command you do as much as as you can do fa inna ma ahlaka alladheena min qablikum those who were before you the reason they were destroyed is two things kathratu masailihim plenty of questions and their difference and disagreement against their prophets whenever the prophets do something they always differ from them the way should be they should obey them they should listen to them and similarly asking too many questions no doubt in islam asking too many questions always have been forbidden the reason basically is asking questions too many questions it it never healthy for any society but it does not mean when people don't understand they cannot ask question no people have been occurring in the quran as well and also in the hadith that you know people should ask in the quran says fasalu ahla dhikr in kuntum la ta'lamun if you don't know ask people who know the quran says and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam used to say saluni ask me so when people don't understand any matter that they need to understand then they are allowed they are encouraged to ask question when people are not allowed to ask question just for the sake of the question to show that they have knowledge of actually those questions which can make answer of those question can make life difficult for the believer because as long as the things have been left for the believers we should leave them so any of those questions which can make life difficult for the believers any of those questions which are for showing off to show that you know you have, you know many of these questions they are not allowed otherwise simple question to know the you know command to understand things properly they always have been correct even like or like can see when angels ask the question about creation of adam alayhi salam allah subhanahu wa ta'ala explained that because that question was genuine question and just wanted to understand how allah is going to create adam a new creation and when it was explained they knew it properly to any question when you want to understand and you you know you want to know more details then you are allowed but other than that people are not allowed another thing basically why many questions rise questions very often rise because people somewhere they have neglected the command of allah his messenger you know many many questions when people ask question why because somehow they have broken the command of allah if people follow command of allah his messenger properly with the fear of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala most questions will never rise like for example if somebody lives like healthy lifestyle properly eating less and or following all the rules that person will have very little health problem of the health he does not need to go to doctor so often but when the people they break all the rules of the health and you know they eat too much and they do this and that they always fall ill they have to go to doctor they have to all the time keep asking question i had this i have this similarly the people who don't live you know pious life their questions keep increasing and that how you can see really the books of the fatwa and the fiqh they became too much and bigger and bigger later generation why because all the time when people break the rule they keep asking question and all those things have been added to the books of the fiqh and 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 the fatwa so this actually is very important many many question plenty of question they are not healthy for any people and sometimes actually questions become come out of laziness because many people they don't want to follow they don't want to act they just want to you know involve in debate and discussion and things like that so this is the easy way of the scholars discussing and debating people who want to act upon the upon something their way is one they learn something they follow it and they act upon that those who don't want to act upon something they keep asking question like the people of uh, bani israel one thing in this hadith is the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam has you know made about the things uh, since very clearly whatever i forbid you you must avoid that for the things where he commands he leaves to the people that do as much as you can do 
تو سنس ایکچولی آر مور امپورٹنٹ دین دتاغات میننگ از اینی تھنگ دیٹ ہیز بین فاربن اسلام دیٹ از مور امفیسائز دین دوز تھنگ فار وچ پیپل ہیو بین کمانڈڈ پیپل مسٹ میک مور ایفرٹ ٹو اوارڈ دا سن دین دیر ایفرٹ ٹو فالو دا کمانڈ آف اللہ سبحانہ وتعالی دس لائک عائشہ اللہ تعالی سیز من من سرہ ان یسبق الدائب المشتہد فل یکف عن الذنوب عائشہ اللہ تعالی سیز اینی بڈی ہو پلیزڈ دیٹ ہی یو نو ہی وانٹس ٹو بیکم اہیڈ اف دوز پیپل ہو ار ویری ہارڈ ورکنگ ان دا عبادت دے ویک اپ ان دا نائٹ دے فاسٹ ان دا ڈے اف اینی بڈی وانٹس ٹو بی اہیڈ اف دیم لیو دیم بہائنڈ تو دا وے از دیٹ یو سٹاپ سنس سٹاپ سننگ یو ول بی اہیڈ اف دا پیپل ابو حریرہ اللہ تعالیٰ نرید صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اتق المحارم تکن اعبد الناس اوائڈ دا حرام تنگس یو ویل بیکم ایمنگ دا موسٹ ورشپر آف اللہ سبحانہ وتعالی ایمنگ دا بیسٹ ورشپر آف اللہ سبحانہ وتعالی حسن بصیر رحم اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم ما عبد العابدون بشئین افضل من ترک ما نہاہم اللہ عنہ دا ورشپر سے نیور ہے ورشپ اللہ سبحانہ وتعالی بائی اینی تنگ وچ از بیٹر دین گیونگ اپ لیونگ فرام وچ اللہ ہیز فاربیڈن دا بیسٹ ورشپ از ٹو لیو دا حرام ٹو اوارڈ دا حرام میمون ابن محران الرازی رحم اللہ تعالیٰ سید ذکر اللہ باللسان حسن و آفضل منہ ان یذکر العبد اللہ عند المعصیت فیمسک عنہ میمون محران سید ریمبرنگ اللہ سبحانہ وتعالی and mentioning his name with the tongue is good but better than that is that you remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at the time of the sin at the time of the disobedience and then you stop whenever you are about to commit a sin remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then you stop yourself that is better than many many zikr so no doubt really that avoiding the haram is uh, you know very important some details of the, of the haram uh, you know inshallah uh, will come in, 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 in the later chapters now the hadith number 10 al-hadith al-ashir an abi hurayat allah ta'ala anhu qala qala rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam inna allah ta'ala tayyibun la yaqbalu illa tayyiban wa inna allah amara al-mu'minina bima amara bihi al-mursalin faqala ta'ala ya ayyuhar rusul kulu min at-tayyibat wa'malu salihan wa qala ta'ala ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu kulu min tayyibati ma razaqnakum thumma dhakara ar-rajula yutilu as-safar ash'atha aghbara yamuddu yadayhi ilas-samaa ya rabbi ya rabbi وَمَطْعَمُهُ حَرَامٌ وَمَشْرَبُهُ حَرَامٌ وَمَلْبَسُهُ حَرَامٌ وَغُذِيَ بِالْحَرَامِ فَأَنَّا يُسْتَجَابُ لَهُ إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى طَيِّبٌ اللَّهُ إِذْ طَيِّبٌ طَيِّب مِنْ اللَّهِ إِذْ پِيُور فَرَام إِنِي فَوْلْتْ إِنِي تِنْغْ دَتْ دَتْ كَانْ هَمْ إِنِي بَيْدْ نَيْ فَارْهِمْ إِذْ پِيُور فَرَام أَوْلْ دُوْتْ إِذْ بَرِي بَرِي هَاي لَا يَقْبَلُ إِلَّا طَيِّبًا هِ دَتْ نَاتْ أَكْسَبْتْ أَكْسَبْتْ غُدْ تِنْغْ وَاتْ غُدْ تِنْغْ مِنْس غُدْ تِنْغْ مِنْس تِنْغْ وِچْ آر كَمِنْغْ فَرَام دَ رَائِٹ سُورْس وَاتْ آي مِنْ فَارْدَا بُلْ If you have a sheep and you slaughter in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, properly, you have made it halal. But if you have got that sheep from haram money, it is not tayyib. It is halal because you slaughter in the name of Allah, but it is not tayyib. Tayyib means that you have got halal income, pure income, you buy a sheep with that pure income, and then you slaughter in the name of Allah, and then you eat it. That tayyib basically means source of income must be pure. So like for example, if any money is coming from usury, from interest, from bribery, you know, from stealing, from any non-halal sources, they are not tayyib. Tayyib means when Allah commands the messenger prophet tayyib, meaning the source of income must be pure and clear. It must be known. And also for example, if, somebody, if some people make their income unclear and unknown, that's not proper income. Income must be proper, you know, known, and should be from right source. 
then it becomes tayyib then allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts this but anything coming from not right source it is not halal and most muslims they are more you know interested in the halal the biha rather than tayyib income you can see people are so much you know knowing you know if i buy the meat from this shop and that shop and there have been this checking and that checking and you know this thing this ingredient that ingredient so many things about that though that actually is not such a big thing in islam anyway and there is more than one opinion but what every jurist agrees that the source of income should be pure so people discuss more how to make you know how to buy the meat from certain shops which are guaranteed that they are proper properly slaughtered but people don't think really that before that you need to check your own source of income the money by which you going to 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 buy the meat this money must be pure that is more important if you buy mistake buy meat from a shop and that meat was not halal that is not a big mistake in ayatullah subhanahu wa ta'ala that not a big pro- problem but when you buy meat by haram income that is a real problem that is not tayyib then nothing going to be accepted if people for example buy for example if you buy for meat from certain shops and the, the meat that are selling it is not slaughtered properly according to islamic way we hope allah will forgive you but the money that you spend to buy that meat if that money was not proper from proper source that is not going to be forgiven that is the real real sin So we people we are most actually concerned about halal way and this way and that way but we are not concerned how to make the income pure and, and, and proper and that actually more important than anything else that what actually tie and there actually any doubt is not allowed when you make animal halal slaughter halal way if there is some doubt still you are allowed to eat it but if the money is not tayyib or the doubt in being tayyib you are not allowed to eat it when the doubt comes in money being tayyib you are not allowed to to eat it when the doubt comes in the animal being halal or slaughtered properly that doubt is not so important if you do mistake still is fine but there is no mistake allowed that is more more important mal mal mars being tayyib that is more important in islam than anything else people must make sure that the source of income is pure it is according to the command of allah and his messenger no usury no interest no business which is bad you know involving any, any alcohol any those drinks which are not allowed no cheating no dishonesty no stealing nothing like that if people lie in their business it makes not tayyib it, it against tayyib when people deceive the people it is not tayyib when people you know when people cheat people that's not tayyib when people make any stealing that's not tayyib when people do tatfeev you know were waiting that's that's also not tayyib to any of those things they make your income un- impure and with that income no ibadah is accepted and no dua is accepted to make sure that you know making looking it properly that your income is tayyib and the source of the money is proper according to islam that is more important than thinking about slaughter houses and about the meat shops more important than that but all the people they are so much worried about you know this thing and that thing and this has got animal fights and this has got that thing you know before that look at your income your income has got so many fires which never been cleared really it is so you know so much dishonesty never can be cleared that can be cleaned but this never can be cleared so people should be concerned about the source of the income inna allah ta'ala tayyibun la yaqul illa tayyiban wa inna allah amara almu'minina bima amara bil mursalin allah is command the believers what he command the messengers and then he says ya ayyuhar rusul kulu min at-tayyibati wa a'malu salihah oh messengers eat pure Uh, you know p- pure provision things which coming from the pure sources and do right deeds similarly he says for the for the believers ya ayyuhalladhina amanu kulu min tayyibati ma razaqnakum eat from the tayyib that we have given you 
things which are coming from the right source from pure source so mazakar rajul then after that allah messenger mentioned that uh, there the man who goes for long journey ashatha aghbara ashatha you know his hairs are scattered his clothes are scattered aghbara all dusty you know you know like basically after traveling people become near to allah taala he is all scattered this dusty jamuddu yada ila sama and then he stretches his hand to to the heaven with dua and said ya rabb ya rabb oh my lord oh my lord and then wa ma ta'amu haramun his food is haram his drink is haram wa malbasu haramun and his clothes is haram wa ghudiya bil haram and he has been nourished by haram fa anna yusjawalahu how can it be accepted you see people are so much concerned about the food but people are not concerned about the cloth you know where the cloth is coming from how the, you are wearing you know when you you know even the thing that you cook at your home even if you buy vegetables they know nothing still you know there can be haram so we are more concerned about the secondary things those things which belong to the branches of the religion but we are not concerned about the major things in the religion the source of income must be pure otherwise no action no ibadah and no dua is accepted actually there is a, one of the saying of uh, one of the great pious person of islam uh, ibrahim nadham rahimullah taala once ibrahim nadham rahimullah taala he passed by uh, you know by the people in the market of basra and the people came to him in basra and said to him ya bai sahaq ma lana nad'u fala istajabu lana people said to him oh bai sahaq bai sahaq kunya ibrahim nadham they said oh bai sahaq why it is that we make dua we ask allah subhanahu taala but never accepted قال لأن قلوبكم ماتت بعشرة أشياء. He said because because your hearts have died for ten reasons. The ten things which have made your hearts dead and that why nothing accepted. What are the ten things? الأول عرفتم الله فلم تؤدوا حقه. The first one is that you know Allah but you never pay His rights. He commands you to do prayer. You don't do prayer. He commands you to pay zakat. You don't pay zakat. You know Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. but you never do you know never perform the rights upon you athani zahamtum annakum tuhibbuna rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam wa taraktum sunnatahu you claim that you love allah the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and you have abandoned his sunnah you say we love him but we don't follow sunnah like you see many people in our time they claim that they love prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam this and that but they are the people who who disobey him more than anybody else they don't follow the sunnah every bidah becomes so dear to their heart but on the one hand they claim that they love the person larsam but on the other hand they don't follow him the third thing he said qara'atum alquran falam ta'malu bihi you read the quran but you never acted upon that fourth thing is akaltum ni'malullah wa lam tu'addu shukraha you ate the provision of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his favors but never did any shukr and the fifth one is qultum inna shaytana aduwwun lakum wa wafaqtumu wa lam tukhalifuhu you say shaytan is your enemy but you agree with him and never differ from him and sixth thing is qultum innal jannata haqqan wa lam ta'malu la you say paradise is right true but you never work for for paradise as-sabi' of the seventh one is qultum innan nara haqqan wa lam wa lam tahrubu minha you say fire of hell is true but you never run away from fire of hell and the eighth one is qultum innal mawta haqqan wa lam tastaidu lahu you say that death is true but you never prepare for that النائنت وذيد انتبهتم من النوم فاشتغلتم بعيوب الناس ونسيتم عيوبكم when you woke up from the from from the sleep you become busy with the faults of the people and you forget your own your own faults العاشر دفنتم موتاكم ولم تعتبروا بهم you buried your dead you know dead people who died among them and you never take, took any lesson from them 
that you know the person has died and soon I am going to die. So you know he explained these ten things and no doubt each one of them is so important. And now after that we complain that you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept our dua. One of the people in Islam, Wahab ibn Ward, rahimahullah ta'ala, you know, one of the great pious person, he said, لَوْ قُمْتَ مَقَامَ هَذِ السَّارِيَةِ لَمْ يَنْفَعَكَ شَيْءٌ حَتَّى تَنْظُرَ مَا يَدْخُلُ فِي بَطْنِكَ حَلَالٌ أَوْ حَرَامٌ You know, if you stand like this pillar, praying all the time, all the time in the prayer, nothing will benefit you unless you know what enters into your stomach, halal or haram. Unless you know that, nothing is going to benefit you. Malik with Dinar Rahmullah says, Sa'al to Ata Abna bi Rabahin, Amman Indahum Malun Haramun, Wala Yarif or Babahu, Wayurid Khruja Minho. Malik Dinar said, I ask Ata in the Birabata in the Brabahin, Great Tabi of Makatan Mukarama, and one of the Fukaha Makkah, and Imam Hanifa Rahmullah used to say, I never have met in my life anybody better than Ata in Birabah. To such a great Tabi. Malik with Dinar said, I ask Atayin Nabi Rabah about someone who has got some haram man, haram mal, haram money, you know, unlawful money, and he does not know who, who, who it belongs to. And now he wants to get rid of that, that haram money, like many people got, you know, from usury and this and that. So now he wants to get rid of that money, what he should do? Qale tasaddaqo bihi. Atayin Rabah said, he should give that money in charity to poor people. Wala aqulu inna dhalika yujzewanho. But I don't say that is enough for him. First thing is, he should give all the money in the charity. But still, I don't think it is enough for him. Malik bin Dinar said, كَانَ هَذَا الْقَوْلُ مِنْ عَطَائِنْ أَحَبَّ إِلَيَّ مِنْ وَزْنِهِ ذَهَبًا Malik bin Dinar said, Atayin Abi Rabah said, this fatwa was more beloved to me than if he has given me in a gold equal to his own weight. It was so beloved. You know, when he said that a person should give everything in charity, and but still he should not think that that's enough for him. The Prophet said to Sa'ad ibn Yuqasad Allah ta'ala anhu, Atib mat'amaka, ta'kun mustajab ad-dawa. Make your, your food from halal source. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept all your dua, all your call, all your prayer. Somebody asked Sufyan Thawri rahimullah ta'ala, law da'awta Allah. People ask Sufyan Thawri that you know, if you make dua for us, if you pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for us, if you can make dua, Really, the answer that he gives, really, amazing answer. It only can come from someone like Sufyan Thawri. People ask Sufyan Thawri, If you ask Allah, if you pray, ask Allah for us, make dua. What he said? Leaving the sins, that is dua. When you don't commit the sin, that is dua. When people don't disobey their Lord, that itself is dua. It actually makes, makes mercy of Allah come to the people. Leaving the sins, giving up the sins, that is the dua. It is something that should be written really by golden ink. Leaving the sin, that is dua. And when people make dua, no doubt this hadith says, Ya Rabbi, Ya Rabbi, that actually is correct way. Whenever people make dua, the way is for Allah always make dua, Rabbana, Rabbi, Ya Rabbi. You know, sometimes Allahumma as well. That way, somebody asked Imam Malik Rahmullah Ta'ala and Sufyan Thawri, and both are the same answer. People ask him, Should we say in dua, Ya Sayyidi? Oh, my masters, Ya Sayyidi. Both of them said, No. He should, one should say, Ya Rabbi. And then Imam Malik also said, 
what should say? I, the Anbiya and the Prophets used to say in their dua that, you know, Allahumma or Rabbana or Rabbi. So one should not actually make it. No doubt really. The word Rabb is the, better than any other word people can think. Like for your father, when you ask your father something, you say to him, my dad, my father, because that makes him, you know, nearer to you. For your mom, you say, my mother, my mom, something like that. You know, the best you know, thing that people can call their Lord is Rabb. They know what better than that. This word Rabb has got more mercy, more love, more affection than the word of the father and mother. So that way, the best way is whenever you ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ask him with the word, Ya Rabbi. <coughs> but anyway, the thing basically is, before asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, don't, don't, you know, don't disobey him. Don't commit the sin. Committing the sin actually makes you far, far away from him. And it becomes very unlikely and very difficult really that your prayers are going to be accepted. You know, one of the poets says in, in Arabic language, we call Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every problem. Every problem comes, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we call him. And then we forget him when the problems are gone. When the problems are solved, we are forget him. How can we expect that he will respond to our dua when we have shut down, closed the way of the dua by sins? When people keep committing the sin, then basically how can we expect? But anyway, still, if people have sins, Still, people should not, if they have chance, they should make dua. Because if you come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with actually proper heart, pure heart, He will accept it. But the way is to make repentance. Before asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, make like that. Oh Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I have been committing all these sins and I have been doing all this haram. Oh Allah, forgive me, make me to repent to you, I am turning to you, and then after that, make any dua. So the way is, first thing is, you know, make, you know, disconnect yourself from your previous life. Make a new life, make a fresh start, and then after that, ask Allah to, to, to help you. But it is very bad, really, very bad for any slave that you insist on disobedience, you insist on, insist on the haram, and then ask your Lord, your Mawla, to help you and to be merciful upon you. It is very bad for any slave. So the way is that, you know, leave the sins, leave disobedience, and then come to Allah and ask Him to forgive you. We hope you enjoyed this episode. To help us create more content like this and more, please consider supporting us by donating whatever you can. Please visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and click the donate button. Jazakallahu khairan.